been a drama-filled series so far in the Inter-Dominion. We look ahead to Saturday night at Tabcourt Park, Melton, for the finals night and the voice of harness racing, Dan Malecki, joins us right now on Big V Racing. Good afternoon to you, Dan. Good afternoon to you, uh, Matt, and to Sean. I've enjoyed listening to you, having a chat with uh, with Brendan. It, it's good to see him going so well on the harness field. He's, he's a great trainer, whatever he puts his attention to, and, and McInerney's a wonderful dog. I feel like I was there with you guys. The only thing I was missing was the licks that you were getting, Sean. <laughs> i, I got to tell you, Dan, I'm, I'm a sucker for dogs. I've I got a rescue bloke at home, and he's just a chronic licker, and I love him. <laughs> And I walk through, put your hand up next one. Every dog, they're just the most beautiful animals, the greyhounds. And I uh, love to see Sandra, who works here, is uh, very, very busy you know, with rehoming those who don't have the greatest speed. And they're all finding wonderful homes, which is absolutely brilliant. But they're, they're terrific. Hey, girl power's come to the fore on the Interdom, hasn't it? Mm. Yep, nine Inter-Dominion pacing heats, all nine won by or trained by women. Seven trained by Emma Stewart, who took the clean sweep. Uh, on Saturday night, Jess Tubbs with uh, one and uh, Belinda McCarthy with one uh, winner of the heats as well. So uh, it is, and it's apl- appropriate really when you think about harness racing, you think about uh, women on the same platform as the men. So it's, uh, it makes sense. Uh, but in this case, they're uh, nine zip battle yeah, of the sexes. We've spoke, yeah, we, we've spoken a little bit about Emma Stewart's dominance so far throughout this series. In the pacing uh, division, and uh, it was just on uh, in full show on, on Saturday night, wasn't it? Dominating proceedings. Honolulu Bay has gone to another level, in my opinion. Um, all of a sudden, he is an absolute genuine shot of winning the final, and he might be able to do it from anywhere in the draw, Dan. That's the big thing, I think. Dave Moran suggesting after the race on Saturday night that um, it probably doesn't matter all that much where Honolulu Bay draws. He can win. Yeah, look, I think he's right. He can make use of a good barrier draw. Although I'll have to say that he seems to be going much better when he's allowed to settle and he can be very strong for the last 1,200 metres. So that's where the confidence can lie. Doesn't have to be obliged to make use of a barrier draw because he's equally as good, if not better, when he can come from behind and he can be tough enough for long enough without being known as a a tough horse. He's not a horse that you want to be sitting without cover with for the whole trip because it is over the staying distance, but he's strong enough to come three wide from the 1,200 without cover and sustain a run, and he's proven that throughout the course of the series. I think he's got better with each run through the series. There are some horses that may not have handled it uh, as well, but he's one horse. In fact, most of the Emma Stewart horses, you only have to look at the others. Mac Dan has handled it really well. Acknow, oddly, got a bit keen the other night. He had three runs in a week, and he was still keen enough in front, breaking a track record. Uh, so those horses are still uh, on the upward spiral, it looks. And uh, Honolulu Bay, out of all of those, is the one that um, may have surprised the most because he's been able to sustain it and do it in a different way and adding that strength, I think, to the bow that we initially thought he was a fast horse and not necessarily as as tough. But I think he's put that to bed in this last week. Dan, let's have a listen to Act Now. Jody Quinlan, great effort on board and got the money again Saturday night. Beyond Delight gets to the outside. Into the straight, it's Act Now, the leader. From Expensive Ego, then too fast, too serious. But it's Act Now, clear with 100 left to travel. Five metres in front, Bundoran's out of the pack. It's Act Now from Bundoran. Bundoran flies. Gee, made it interesting, Bundoran. This is close on the line, Act Now or Bundoran. A great go on the line, Expensive Ego in behind. Dan, has Act Now been a little bit of a surprise packet? 
I don't think class-wise he has been. Maybe strength-wise he has a bit. And the fact that he, he led on that occasion the other night, and when he leads, his record is exemplary. Even though he just mm. got home, but he went really fast early. Um, he showed that he's, even as adept coming from behind in winning his first heat at Ballarat, and even his performance to run third at Shepparton was outstanding. It was one of the best beaten runs uh, throughout the Inter-Dominion pacing heat. So I, I, I think he's surprised a little bit. Like we mentioned with Honolulu Bay, there's another string to that bow, and I think you would have confidence in Act Now being a winning chance no matter where he drew, whereas before you probably thought he needed a good draw. Dan Malecki's with us on Big V Racing for Gatespeed as we look back on another big weekend in harness racing. It was the night three of the Inter-Dominion Series. The final is on Saturday night at Melton, and the barrier draw is tonight, live on Trot's Vision from 7.30pm. And uh, we've touched on Honolulu Bay and the Pacers, Dan. Uh, expensive Ego is the favourite at the moment, pre-barrier draw, but it does look to be very open, as we've spoken about a number of times over the last week or so. Um, pre-barrier draws, who's the one to beat? Look, the more I look into Expensive Ego, I just can't see how the race is going to shape up best for him. He's been exposed, doing it tough, and he's been so brave. Um, but he may well be forced to do the same again, and it just leaves him vulnerable. Uh, there's a couple of other horses that are probably faster than him, and he can go down fighting, but I don't think he'll start favourite. Um, naturally, the barrier draws are going to be the significant thing tonight, but it wouldn't matter whether he drew two or whether he drew 12. He'll get crossed at the start of horses like Act Now or Mac Dan have drawn even outside of him, let alone inside of him. Um, so he, he, he needs to get some sort of cover there to win. So I don't think he's the right favourite at the moment, and that will be reshaped by a barrier draw. There are horses that can win from any barrier draw now, and I think Act Now and Honolulu Bay are two of those, uh, that they've proven that through the course of the series. A horse like a Naratak uh, Prince or even a Beyond Delight, if they, they'd need to get a good gate. They need to have a good gate to be a winning chance. And then a horse like... Uh, well, Spirit of St. Louis was really disappointing the other night. I would have had him as a significant winning chance, but at the end of the week, when you want your horses to be on the up, he was clearly on the down. That was a poor run from him. Can he turn it around in, in seven days to be able to win the final? On that run, you'd have to say no. So um, if it was uh, as a group selection, I'm, I'm looking at the, the Emma Stewart trained horses and in any of the Act Now, Honolulu Bay or, or Mac Dan, it's probably no surprise. But I think at this stage, pre-barrier draw, they're the three uh, I'd be happy to have because I don't think the barrier draw is going to matter as much for them. Well, let's listen to Mac Dan winning the other night. Uh, just been ultra consistent through the series. It's Mac Dan, the leader. I cast no shadow within two metres. It's Mac Dan from I cast no shadow. Pete said so's running on. It's Mac Dan in front. Pete said so to the inside, but Mac Dan fights and Mac Dan wins. Mac Dan from Pete said so and uh, I cast no shadow. I think Dan, you know when you said he fights, he, he just doesn't like giving up. No, he doesn't, and he, he also came from behind to win his heat at Shepparton, and it was a gutsy win because he had horses either side of him, and he, he fought them off, and the same happened the other night at Geelong. He had challenges either side of him, and uh, he, he lifted. So he's a tough horse, and one thing he can do also is stay. I think most people had put him into the category of a fast horse and not necessarily tough, but he, he ran fourth in a Hunter Cup, uh, he showed the other night he's still strong at the end of his races. The fastest 
quarter was the final quarter, 27-4, and he shows that fight to be able to win. So he's a terrific hope that does have the gate speed but doesn't have to lead to win. Uh, and that's the thing with all of Emma Stewart's horses. Um, even if not one of the five of them led, they've still got a winning chance. So, And he comes into that category. The better draw he's got, the more advantage he'll be because he's got the gate speed where he can use it up at the start and still be strong enough at the finish. So, again, he comes into this race, a final, full of confidence. Dan, there was so much drama uh, over the weekend surrounding Bolt for Brilliance. And unfortunately for Tony Hurler, he... Uh, the Star Trotter will not be partaking in the final on Saturday night. Um, there has been a, a serious injury that will keep this horse out for, I think, up to six months now, which is so disappointing because at one stage throughout the week, I think he got as short as a dollar seventy to actually wow. take out the entire series. So, uh, unfortunately, it won't be for Bolt, uh, it won't be Bolt for Brilliance taking out the Inter Dominion this year, but it does certainly open things up for some of the other horses who have been able to make a statement over the last couple of nights. Oh, no doubt. Just Believe is certainly one of those horses to go through the series uh, undefeated and winning comfortably in many of those uh, races. I think Majestuoso is the one that's emerged now. He needed to get his mojo back on Saturday night, and he did it emphatically. Uh, it was really important. And now that Bolt for Brilliance has come out as well, his chances are further strengthened. Majestuoso, he, like I mentioned with Mac Dan, you, you think of Majestuoso has been too keen at times to be able to be a good stayer, but his staying record, races over the 2,200 metres, are exemplary. And he came into his own the other night. He can still do things wrong and, and the like, but he's, the timing about him is, is ideal. He needed that win the other night for his confidence. He goes into a grand final full of confidence now. So, um, this race opens up a bit, but I think rightfully so, Just Believe will be the, the favourite uh, for the race. Uh, notwithstanding the four-year-olds, Mufasa Metro and Queen Elida have got terrific chances. Queen Elida's been excellent, even though she's had her colours lowered on two occasions. Um, I think they're your four winning chances. Uh, outside of them, something would have to draw really well to be, uh, be a chance. I, I think it's... They're your four that you're looking at at the moment, but I think rightfully Just Believe should be favourite. And without Bolt for Brilliance, being in the final on Saturday night, Dan, uh, that means there's no New Zealand-trained horse that will contest either the trotting or pacing final, so that's very interesting. Yeah, it's look, we, we miss them. Even uh, with his involvement in the series, added so much Bolt for Brilliance, and that's one disappointing aspect of the Inner Dominion. We need the West Australians. We had one. We need the Kiwis. We had one. Uh, we need representation from Australasia for it to be a proper Inner Dominion. It's been enjoyable. I've loved getting out to the regional circuits, and the racing has been so competitive. And as you said the other night, Matt, it was most dramatic. It had that drama that you associate with Inner Dominions, uh, obviously with what happened to Bolt for Brilliance post-race, and then uh, the, the drama surrounding better eclipse when it galloped, and, and obviously the emotion with Brittany Graham when she was in the stewards' room mm. protesting in the hope to get one extra point, thinking that's what she needed to get into the grand final. And uh, she, uh, she was absolutely outstanding in every facet of her work and her passion. She was a guest on Cracking the Codes on Saturday morning, and it was almost a bit of a prelude to what 
eventually uh, happened on Saturday night. And uh, to see her there and to see a key figure, a key face that people can relate to show that much of emotion, it shows you how precious, how important these races are. Uh, and she made the grand final with Majestic Harry, and I'd love to see him run well, draw well and run well for both Brittany and her sister Stephanie. But the drama, it had it all. It was a wonderful night. If it was a movie, uh, it had all the aspects mm. of, the, of entertainment. I tell you what, if it's uh, one on honesty, Queen Elida would have to be right there in the finish. Goodness me, what a yeah. great mare. Yeah, she's spectacular to look at as as well. She's tough and she's speedy and she's got all the attributes. She hasn't necessarily had the best of the barrier draws. And she shapes up as a key winning chance. She got very close to Mafasa Metro, who, who had the better run uh, the other night. But I think Queen Elida, she's in terrific form uh, heading into this. She's, uh, she's a strong winning chance. Uh, if you like her or back to her pre-series or even during the week, pre or after the barrier draw, she'll run one heck of a race. She's got... Uh, well, as good a point-to-point speed in a square gator that I've seen for some time. Well, let's have a listen to Queen Elida almost get up and beat Mufasa Metro. It's Mufasa Metro, Queen Elida, the outside's level now. Into the straight, the two big guns. It's Queen Elida and kicking on Mufasa Metro. Mufasa Metro regained the lead. He's kicked back to be ahead in front. Queen Elida trying to lift. A lot of muscle getting close. Mufasa Metro, Queen Elida. Mufasa Metro won it. Mufasa Metro by a nose to Queen Elida. A lot of muscle third, always ready to run fourth. Well, Dan, it was a terrific call and uh, just a great finish, only a head in it on the line. And look, Queen Elida loomed up on the turn like she might have had the momentum to get past Mufasa Metro, but he kicked on well. He's a good horse and he did start, uh, well, they started equal favourites, $2.10, but she was closing in again on the line. She was still very strong through the line. Oh, I thought it was a really good performance from her. Um, that's topped her off nicely. She hasn't been knocked about a lot during the course of the three heats. And I think when you look at her, um, her physique, she's pretty tough. She's very robust. She even looks like she carries a lot of condition, a lot more. She always looks like she needs the run. Um, but so this race series is going to suit her perfectly. I think she'll be spot on. The racing that she's had, even though they've been tougher draws, she looks like she's done it easily. Uh, and I reckon everyone involved with her would be absolutely wrapped with the progress that she's made during the week and the shape that she's in heading into the grand final. And, Dan, the other thing that we haven't really mentioned, when it comes to the crunch of this with the square gators, it's whoever doesn't make a mistake is going to be right in this. Well, that's right. There's the other aspect. There's going to be a number of horses that are out of the draw. Uh, so there's only going to be, as it turns out, probably a handful of horses. Uh, so I just believe it's almost guaranteed to run uh, to, to draw the front line. In fact, all of the, the better chances are likely to do that because a few others have made mistakes uh, through the series or prior to the series, which sees them out of the draw. So uh, that probably means the four horses I mentioned as the four key winning chances, they're all going to draw reasonably well. They're all, they all should be drawing... Uh, the front line. Um, but Mafasa Metro is the other one who, who obviously beat Queen Elida. I think it's important for him if he does get a better draw than some of the others. His best chance would be if he's on the pegs, whether that's leading or sitting behind the leader. But I think he can run his best race from, from that position, and he shouldn't be underestimated as well. Uh, he was good, even though Queen Elida, one-on-one, was probably slightly better, but she didn't win. Mafasa Metro goes in, head full of confidence, and his form for the series was, was good because... 
at the start of the week, at the start of the first week, there was a few question marks surrounding him. He'd had a little bit of a setback uh, earlier on that week. He was vetted before he could start at Ballarat. Naturally, he was given the all-clear. So the racing through the course of the week has suited him, and he's got better, and that's important as well. And we've had that bit of theatre, as you mentioned. I know it was $151, but it was so good to see Majestic Harry, and we're biased, because Brittany, we had her on the other day having a chat to her. She does a wonderful job promoting the sport. And her and her sister, we're talking with uh, Dan Balecki and just saying, Dan, no one could deny that the Graham sisters getting into the uh, the grand finals in the Dominion with Majestic Harry. I know it was $151 the other night, but good luck to him. I reckon it's, it's always nice to have a bit of theatre and a bit of magic about racing. Oh, Brittany's a sensation, isn't she? Uh, she's so endearing. Uh, I think Trots Vision uh, followers and, and RSN uh, followers have been able to get to know her a lot better and uh, and be part of the ride with her and her sister, Steph, um, with a bolter like Majestic Harry. Um, I tell you what, she, she lacks nothing when it comes to intestinal fortitude in her driving. She can find little gaps. She gets that white line fever. She admitted it to us on Saturday morning on <laughs> Cracking the Codes as well. Um, and, and I love her determination and her desire and her professionalism as well. And, and then the emotion that, that came after after she found out that she got into the final. She was in the stewards' room. I, I sent her a text message yeah. and I said, you reminded me like Miss Marple or Nancy Drew, just the interrogation. It was like she was interrogating the stewards. I mean, she's an absolute star, and I think all of us uh, are going to adopt Majestic Harry um, as a, a wishful, uh, hopeful, you know, uh, winner of the race. It would be absolutely awesome. But just to get into that, that grand final uh, is a great moment for, for Brett and her family. And you're right, it was fantastic. I had tears in my eyes when she, she let her emotion out. I'm sure I wasn't the only one, yeah. and I'm so thrilled that she gets in there, and I hope he does draw well. And if he draws well, he could run top five, you know, and uh, just give her a thrill of a lifetime. Dan, I just thought of three words. Prince of Penzance. Oh, well, absolutely, yep, and it makes sense. You've got a female training it, you've got a female uh, driving it, um, and I tell you what, if it does get up, there's got to be some sort of a, a movie uh, made uh, uh, if it does. Um, absolutely, and, and I remember Dandy Andy too, so these things do happen. That's why we're all working for a living, mate, because no such thing as a certainty, is there? <laughs> well, as the bookie said to me one day, he said, punters have bad years and good days, bookies have good years and bad days. Yep. And you mentioned horses that could be galloping or the pressure's put on. Weird things happen when the pressure's on. It happens in every sport, and it certainly happens in racing. We see it, you know, Derby Day, uh, the Melbourne Cup week, that extra pressure, because uh, when there's a horse there and a jockey or a driver, there are two brains, so they need to be in sync. Hey, Dan, uh, just going back to the paces for a moment, um, Spirit of St. Louis, what's the story there? Because... He was a short price chance on Saturday night. I think he started around three dollars ninety, um, and he finished well down the field. He scraped into the final, but is he going to need to overcome a few hurdles to actually uh, take his place on Saturday night? Probably. He was vetted after the race, and a follow-up report uh, is required from the stable, so that will emerge. I'm not aware of it at the moment. He was clearly disappointing. He did use up a bit of energy mid-race to put him into the race, but he was getting passed by horses in the home straight. He shouldn't have got passed by. It's clearly not the sort of run you would want seven days out before the grand final, so... I'd be keeping an ear out uh, from an update from uh, Belinda or Luke McCarthy in relation to this horse because that's probably...
probably the worst run I've ever seen him put in, and that's a big, uh, big worry. Big V, big V Racing with Matt Nevin and Sean Cosgrove. Uh, Dan, uh, we'll let you go now because it's a, a big week, obviously. A huge night tonight with the uh, the barrier draw. Four finals night. So much to discuss, I'm sure, afterwards. And we might get you on for a chat tomorrow on the program to get your reflections uh, because I'm sure they'll be very intriguing ahead of uh, Saturday night. Yeah, a lot will play out tonight. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I mentioned better eclipse briefly before, too. One of the favourites for the series, he galloped out and was put out of the draw as well. So, as I said, it was a dramatic night, but it was wonderful to be involved and, and, and oversee that. Um, and while you may talk to me tomorrow, I've got the feeling you might be throwing back to me in about 90 seconds as well. Thanks, guys. Oh, you are too, US. I didn't realise you were at Yarravelli today, Dan. In fact, if you'd like, maybe you can set up now and give us your best on the program there at Yarravelli today. We need to back a couple of winners. It was a rough weekend for myself and many others on the on the punt, so it'd be good if you could help us out. I'll be doing my best. Uh, the first race only a couple of minutes away, in fact, a little bit less than that. Uh, so I'll run through some prices for you in just a sec. Um, but the, the best bets, I thought, uh, today, race four, number six, which is... Uh, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll uh, race one, number two, my apologies. Feel the bus. So there you go. The timing about this might be all right. Now, I haven't seen a price yet, so it'll give us an opportunity for a bit of an update there. Uh, race seven, number six, was the other horse I like, which is Naked Truth. Uh, it's uh, You like this one, uh, uh, Shawnee. Naked Truth, the mother of Naked Truth is Starkers. So uh, it's got sisters called <laughs> Naked Ambition is one. Um, there's been, uh, I think, uh, it's the same family. There's been a few names that you could, well, birthday suits, another one. Um, so they have a lot of fun naming it. So Naked Truth, race seven, number six. I think it can win, and it's a bit of value today uh, as well. And uh, in that first event, I like Feel the Buzz. It's $5.50 in a five-horse field. Um, so uh, I think it represents value. In this same race, we made Frio's engaged uh, for the Duffies. Uh, the Duffies announced Saturday night that uh, they've retired Bonsal Benjamin, the horse that... One last year's grand final, uh, he, uh, on protest, he's performed poorly through this series and they've uh, announced that they're going to uh, retire him, he told us. Uh, they told us on Saturday night, they did have a winner, Serge Blanco, which I thought was fitting Saturday night, and they have the favourite in the first tier, which is number five, uh, we made Frio, but I still think Feel the Buzz and a Feel the Five can run top two here, and the runners are at the start. And Dan, when you mentioned about the Starkers, when I remember one day being at the footy and there was a streaker and the old bloke next to me, I said, what do you think of the streaker? He looked and he said, they all look like an ironing board with a scorch mark on them. <laughs> that was his interpretation. <laughs> there was a horse running in Adelaide the other day called uh, H. D'Amico. Yes. And she, didn't she carve up the track in Carlton? Bruce Doodle. He took to her in a big way, Bruce. <laughs> Certainly did.